This is the Clydesdale Fitness and Friends. Thank you so much for joining us. Make sure you hit that like, subscribe, and notify button so you can be aware whenever a new episode is available. Also, leave a comment and a review. We would really appreciate that. And now, off to this week's episode of the Clydesdale Fitness and Friends. I'd like to take this time to thank our sponsor, RX Smart Gear. Dave and his team have developed the perfect jump rope to counter common performance miscues, which in turn enhance the learning experience. They have an ergonomic grip and a swivel connection for better accuracy, and the resistance levels have helped with better timing. And the custom sizes promote proper form and technique. It's built durable to stand up to the rigors of intense workouts, and it was in fact prescribed to help you get better. That's how the RX Smart Gear Jump Rope was born. Dave Newman and his team have been a great partner for us in the podcast, and we appreciate him so much for all of his support. So don't forget to use the Clydesdale 15 discount code at checkout and get 15% off your order at rxmarkgear.com. And don't forget that that excludes new releases and special editions. We are so excited to now have Mobility Movement as a partner. Their holistic approach to recovery is second to none. This is not just a program that helps with your flexibility and mobility. It also assists with stress release and sleep, two key factors in overall recovery. The website gives you a plan for, for each week, saves your favorites, gives you sleep protocols, has a specific protocol for your first week joining, and then there are these new things called open snacks, which are super cool. Here you are given quick warm-ups and cool-down protocols for the open wads, featuring elite athletes Allison Scuds and Saxon Panchik. And who doesn't need recovery after those open workouts? The extensive library available to you is both vast and diverse. If you want to try Mobility Movement, go to mobilitymovement.com. That is mobilitymnt.com. And make sure you use our code CLYDESDALE20, all caps, to get 20% off your first six months. That's mobilitymovement.com, mobilitymvmnt.com. Use code Clydesdale20 to get 20% off your first six months. I've been using this since the first of the year and I am sleeping better than I have in so many years. And with all the back issues I've had over the last five years, this has given me so much relief and I'm able to work out four to five times a week without any pain at all. So go to mobilitymovement.com. That's mobilitymvmnt.com and use Clydesdale 20 to get 20% off your first six month subscription. Hey everyone, welcome to the Clydesdale Fitness and Friends. My name is Scott Switzer. I am your host. I am the Clydesdale. We like to do fitness and these are my friends. So today I've got Colton Mertens and Ali Zirkel. Zerky. Zerky? Yeah. Zerky. Uh, so at what, what stage of your relationship are you right now? Oh, right now we're uh, still dating. We've been together for, I guess, coming up on three years now. So yeah, pretty serious. We just met. We met at the at the gym in Sierra Falls at CrossFit Kilo, just a little over three years ago, and yeah, I've been been together since then. So is the pressure mounting, Colton, for you to uh, step mm -hmm. up your game here? 
Yeah, it seems like it. Uh, a lot of people <laughs> ask me that quite a bit. I um, yeah, I just uh, don't want to deal with the whole wedding thing while we're in the thick of training right now. I guess is uh is the reason. But yeah, I mean, she's moved in with me and everything, and we're building the house later this summer. So I mean, pretty much as official as it gets. Yeah. Uh, without without a ring, I suppose. So is uh, is that an acceptable excuse, Ali? Uh, I'll give it to him. You know, we've got a few things we want to achieve before we uh, go through with the wedding. Maybe a place to live on our own first. So, yeah, I'll give it to him. <laughs> All right. Well, if you guys don't know who this is, uh, Colton was a CrossFit Games competitor on a team uh, with CrossFit. I think it was Kilo back in the day, right? Yep, CrossFit Kilo out of Cedar Falls, Iowa. Yeah, and now and then last year you were an individual competitor. Mm-hmm. Um, Ali is now a team member at CrossFit Kilo. Kilo two, yeah. Kilo two is it yeah. a different location? Yeah, Kilo two is about an hour and a half south of like the original Kilo. Yeah. Okay, and that's located in what city? Iowa City. Iowa City. Okay, so I actually, not being from there, thought that it was the second team. Oh, of yeah, Kilo. So yeah. I was on the leaderboard looking to see where Kilo one was. <laughs> and I was like, Ooh, Kilo two did better than Kilo one. <laughs> but uh, I thought it was like an A team and a B team, but really you're the, the A team at a different location. That makes way more sense now. Yep. Yeah. Okay. She moved down here with me. She's uh, too far away from Kilo. Sierra Falls to be on a team with them now with the uh, new team requirements and all that stuff. So, yeah, Kilo 2 was uh, looking to put a team together. And then once I moved down here, um, she was within that uh, distance requirement. And um, it was close enough that she can drive there and train the uh, required amount and all that stuff. And we're friends with a lot of people there. So it was a good fit. And, yeah, they've been training hard ever since. Yeah. Yeah, so it seems to have worked out that you get to be on a team there instead of the original Kilo. Yeah. Um, cause you're doing awesome this year. Yeah, uh, I, mean, I was surprised. <laughs> so I want to, I want to recap a little bit of Colton and then I want to get into Allie's journey to where you are in your fitness today. Um, so we had, we had Colton on, we, he was our first ever guest, not our first ever guest. We were your first ever podcast and now you're like blowing up. You're, you're like Sevon's um friend now and you're on these big episodes and um wad zombie is making stickers of you you have your own website now with with merch yeah i got a lot of things going on it's pretty busy (laughs) um you know both inside of training and out just kind of always looking for things to do um looking for ways also to make money to support my training buying you know new gym equipment and we're building a gym and a home this summer so trying to find things to um you know progress financially and you know just really staying busy looking for opportunities and uh you know always just kind of working if i'm not training then i'm finding something else to work on with the, whether it's recovery work or building a website and creating the shirts with ali or uh you know in a wad zombie he kind of took that <clears throat> um kind of upon himself to make the stickers and he's been supporting athletes with that and He's got some other cool things in the works right now that I think is going to be releasing soon. And uh, yeah, he's got some cool stuff. So last year was your first trip to the games. 
I, I talked to you on Sunday. We actually recorded an episode for Morning Chalk Up when I was working for them. And uh, it got lost. <laughs> lost somewhere in one of the data drives. I, it wasn't the best day to talk to you, but I thought I got some really cool answers to some of the questions. Mm. Because you were still, I think, in that like process of I can't believe it's over. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> definitely going through a lot of emotions that day, um, especially because I stuck around, stayed at the, you know, on campus there at the games and watched the events and just wanted to be out there. And, uh, you know, not having time to kind of process and sit down and think about things totally yet. Yeah, it was sort of in that phase of disappointment and replaying things from the weekend and uh, kind of <coughs> already starting the game plan and uh, figure out the training plan and things we're going to change this upcoming season. But, um, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, don't <laughs> got our dog over here. He's about to knock over the tripod stand. But, uh, yeah. We love, we love dogs on this show. <laughs> um, you, you said something that day that really stuck with me and I thought was a really good, honest answer to what was going on. And, and that is that you had trained so hard on the elements to get you to the games that it didn't leave time to train for the elements at the games. Yeah. A lot of those game, those uh, kind of movements and workouts that you really only see at the games. I uh, think of things like swimming, um, things like the pig flip, a lot of odd object stuff and things like that. Um, I really, in my mind, couldn't justify training those when I still had, these holes to fill in my game because I thought, you know, it doesn't matter how good I get at swimming, how good I get at the odd object stuff. Um, if I don't get better at things like rowing, wall balls, rope climbs, stuff like that, then it's not going to matter because I'm not going to make it to the games in. So, yeah, I just really was focusing on that stuff and still am focusing on it. I've been seeing, saw major improvements last season and um, equal or greater improvements again this season. Really happy with how things have been progressing, especially like rowing, you know, um, just looking at the quarterfinals last season, my worst finish was the uh, event five, the power, the snatches and the burpee box jump overs. And this year we had a very similar workout for event five. And it was, um, you know, it started with a sprint on a rower and then both the same movements and went from being my worst event to, you know, a top 100 finish in the quarterfinals. So I was really happy with that. And, you know, just continuing to progress on those things. And, you know, also been doing a lot of swimming seen a lot of progress with that and those kinds of things. So was, was Wadapalooza a good test for you with that stuff? They, they had the assault rower, which is very different than a C2 rower. Hmm. And then you had this, you go, went right into a swim. Like that is your two, two Achilles <laughs> heels right back to back. How did you feel at Wadapalooza about that? Yeah, that's one of those events that, um, you know, you know, a lot of times when things, you know, like if we have a rowing workout, sometimes there'll be, maybe it's paired with handstand pushups, or maybe we've got running, and maybe it's paired with some burpees or something that I can kind of offset that weak movement for me. But this was, you know, a long row into a swim, into a run. So there was, really wasn't anywhere for me to hide from those movements. It wasn't anywhere for me to, you know, make up ground on a movement I um, had been good at in the past. But, uh, you know, I was last coming off the rower, but, you know, I wasn't, like, way behind the middle of the pack. Um, you know, I got to the water about the same time as some other athletes. And then I passed 
I think a dozen or so athletes on a 250 meter swim, which I was pretty proud of. Um, you know, it's not a huge distance to swim. I was able to pass a good number of people. And then on the run, um, I think I came into it in 25th and I ended it in 25th. So I held my ground there. So I saw movements in all three areas or improvements in all three areas there. And you know, this has been showing, proving to me that my training has been paying off and our training plan is effective and it's good. And it's got to keep on hitting those things. And, you know, eventually I'll, I'll get over the hump and hoping to hopefully see that at Granite Games here in a, about a month. That'd be great. Uh, I was at Wadapalooza, so I got to watch that up close and personal. Um, and I, I just love that event. Is is that it's a good test for you kind of going into the season to let you see where your training is. So how much do you debrief on what happened at Wadapalooza going into the season? Yeah, we definitely look, <clears throat> look at every event and, um, kind of how I go about it is I think, uh, you know, what is my limiting factor in this event, this event, that event, <clears throat> and you break it down for movement. Like if this movement was slow, why was it slow? Was it, you know, um, you kind of think about, for example, the final event, the uh, total bar devil's press workout that they had 55 reps of each. And, you know, um, what slowed me down in that workout was obviously the devil's press. And um, looking at it, I think it's more, you know, it was grip and it was low back fatigue and tightness. So going from there, we started to target those areas heading to the season, doing a lot of grip training, doing some low back training taking care of things like that just keep on making improvements and um you know I, that swim event really validated my swim training i showed that i got a lot better you know the swim event at the games uh, i think after the one mile swim i was maybe second to last or maybe third to last something like that and then um you know going from that to passing a dozen people in the water on a shorter swim so it, that was really paying off and the run training has been paying off um rowing's been paying off it's been you know just you go kind of event by event you look at the movements and you think okay how has it progressed and um don't need to change things so what do you do for coaching do you coach yourself or do you use the coaches at kilo um i kind of have a hodgepodge of the stuff that i do um so armin from crossfit kilo programs and i do all that strength training i do a lot of those workouts and then Luke Schaefer runs the Kilo training programming. I'll take workouts from there. <clears throat> um, and sometimes if I'm just scrolling through and see a workout that looks good, I'll do that. And I also do, um, I do a lot of running and rowing intervals right now as well. And um, those are kind of programmed usually by me or I go off um, like a specific running program. So just kind of taking things from a lot of different places because um, you know, me just doing like a general program isn't going to be uh, conducive to my goals. You know, I need to really focus on like the cardio type stuff, the machines, the running, um, and you know, they hit the volume uh, for work that I need to do for those things. I kind of had to take programming in my own hands a little bit because there's not another program out there that's going to program rowing five days a week, you know. So, so that's, that's something I kind of had to adjust and do on my own, but... <clears throat> Yeah, it's kind of a whole team that I'm uh, using to work on these weaknesses and put my programming together. That makes a lot of sense. So I kind of want to shift gears to Allie. Um, so you are the better half of this couple. And 
And how did your journey in fitness start? Um, I started at the end of my freshman year of college. I played sports all through all my life and kind of stopped playing when I started college. And then I kind of realized I missed just even the physical activity portion of it. I kind of stopped doing that for a little while. And I started to kind of miss just getting up and moving around each day. So I looked for CrossFit because I had seen it on Instagram through other people's pages. I had no idea who Colton was at the time, so didn't really see it from him, but I knew there was a gym in town that I wanted to try. And then when I started that, I loved that there was a competitive aspect. It kind of brought back that sport um, that I was missing and just fell in love with it from there. So what sports did you do growing up? Um, when I was younger, I played pretty much everything. I tried basketball, I tried softball, um, soccer. I just took swim lessons, so did some type of swimming. Um, and then in high school, I started cross country in ninth grade and stuck with soccer. So those are my two main sports. Are you a better swimmer than Colton? Uh, I'd like to say yes. The last time we raced, I did win. <laughs> uh oh. Water that day, so. <laughs> and I'm, I'm, I'm up two to one on our five Ks, from like the official five K races we've done, like um, in Cedar Falls or whatever for different events, and I'm I'm up two to one on that right now. But I beat him at a CrossFit workout. I think that's even better. So. So there's no competitiveness between the two of you. Oh, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> so you started at CrossFit. You were in the same college as Colton, correct? Yeah, he was he's a year older than me. Um, so I was started my freshman year. Uh, he would have been a sophomore. Uh, you and I in Cedar Falls. So. And then you. When, how, when did you guys meet after when you, from the time you started, how long was it before you met? I'd say probably a year and a half ish. I started in May of 2018. Um, that's the year that he went to the games. And then we met in July. So about a year, July of 2019, kind of when we started uh, dating. So about a year. And, and where did he take you on your first date? Actually, our first kind of, not really official date, but like our first <laughs> time hanging out in person was the kilo golf outing uh, for our gym. So we went golfing all day and then uh, hung out at the gym afterwards for the after party. So Yeah, the gym so, has been a, a big <laughs> part in creating our relationship. Yeah. It's like the whole kilo community. Yeah. So Allie, are you the kind of person that likes the active dates where you're out there doing something or more the like just, hey, chilling, watching a movie? You know, honestly, I I am very easygoing. I just enjoy spending time with him. So uh, anytime we can get, because we kind of have opposite schedules here and there with my job and his job. So anytime we can get, uh, I'll take it. Whether it's sometimes we get to work out together, that's super fun. Uh, other times we get to spend time in the evening eating dinner and watching a movie at the front of our bed. So uh, just anytime, because right now it's we're both very busy. So it's hard to, hard to uh, plan something, I guess. How romantic is he? Um, he's pretty good. Most people probably wouldn't think so, but he's a lot better. Uh, you know, he's a lot more talkative to me and stuff. So. <laughs> <laughs> so when did you get the competitive itch to do something more than just class workouts? Um, I'd say it took about a year for me to kind of get more consistent with, um, CrossFit. I'd say when I started to date him, I started to get to see the other side of it, not just the daily fitness side, you know, because um, obviously I had to help film for his competitions. I'd go places with him, 
um, to different local competitions here and there. And I, I just kind of started to realize it might be something I wanted to try. I knew I had kind of an endurance background, but I figured if I worked hard enough, I could get some of that sprint power output stuff in me. And um, so far it's, it's progressing well, I'd say, but I'd say about six months into outstating, I really started to focus more on training and kind of the outside of the gym stuff too, you know, focusing on nutrition and recovery and stuff. So. And so when, when did you do like your first local comp? Um, that would have been uh, oh, the, circus. the circus in September of 2018, but that was, uh, I was scaled athlete at the time. Didn't really focus on my training at all. I just, the Armin actually was like, you're going on a team. So we put a team together of a couple of us girls that just kind of started just to get us, get our foot in the door. And I think that's what, that's when my focus started to kind of shift towards maybe this is something that I'd want to do, at least participate in more local competitions and eventually get uh, to a higher level, even just in the local ones like Cheyenne RX or Intermediate. So um, yeah, we've been a circus of 2019, September, I think. Scaled for life right here, scaled. And I mean, that's fine too. It's just, it was a nice, it was a perfect uh, competition to get my foot in the door. And I knew that I wanted to learn how to do some of those other movements. So it kind of made me uh, push myself a little bit harder, even just during class times, because I still wasn't doing anything outside of class really. Yeah. The only RX workout I'll ever do now is CrossFit total. Hey, that's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you, you start doing local comps and then wh where do you get the confidence that you can be like on an elite team? Um, actually I was at the kilo two competition. Was it in October of this past year? And, um, they, uh, the coach there, or the owner there, they had been watching me and they just kind of asked if I wanted to, they knew I was moving closer. So they asked if I wanted to join their team. And I, I signed up for the open my first time in 2019, I guess it would, or 2021 was the first time I actually signed up for it. Um, would have been last year and did the movement to all RX and I was happy with how I placed. So I was like, maybe I'll give it a go this year. I've been training a lot harder. I've been living with Colton. So it's hard to get less fit. Um, <laughs> and so I was like, sure, I'll try it. I mean, it's a team. So it's, you get a little, I feel like I have a little bit more confidence because it's not all riding on me, but I also want to push myself that much harder to not let anybody down. But I felt like it was the perfect uh, opportunity to see what a little bit higher level competition felt like without uh, just completely committing um, my whole life to it right away. So, yeah. yeah, it's been really neat to see her progress since she's kind of started taking things more seriously and she's gotten, she's gotten better pretty quick. I mean, she's made a lot of really good improvements. Um, you know, her general engine's really good. Her capacity is good. Her strength's been getting a lot better. And, uh, you know, she, her, she doesn't have a ton of weaknesses other than it's many things that we just have a hard time training here at home. Um, <clears throat> like, you know, I can't stand while I'm training muscle-ups. Um, a little bit harder to train here in the garage. But, um, you know, she's been getting a lot better at those, especially since uh, starting to train at Kilo 2. Well, it's funny because when I first met you in person at Granite Games, I, I thought you were an athlete. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> well, you are now. Yeah, I guess so. Um, and so, so you join the team. I have so many questions in my head. I'm just trying to sort it all out. Um, so you, you join the team and 
how does that initially go? Now you're doing stuff like, and I know like the kilo group are known as like having these training camps for teams because one of the partners on our podcast network is Taylor Stride. And she talks about coming up to the camp with you and, and working there. What was it like when you first start doing those team type workouts, like worm synchros, how, how did that feel when you first got into that? Um, I had gotten a chance to like do some of those synchro and worm movements at some of the local comps, um, like Kilo uh, in Cedar Falls, they host a competition that has a lot of those movements. So I got the opportunity to do it with groups of three people before. Um, but obviously adding another person makes another person that you have to uh, be in sync with and get the timing down with. Um, I'd say the first couple weeks of worm work, uh, that worm threw me around pretty well. Uh, but <laughs> We're, we're getting there. It just took a little bit of extra time to learn that it's not like lifting a barbell. You're not going to be in the same kind of positions at different uh, points in your pole. And you have to pay more attention to the people around you because if, even if you want to move at a certain pace, they're going to move at a certain pace and you guys have to kind of match. And then synchro movement, same thing. It's just a little bit of a learning curve having to either speed your reps up or slow it down or figure out the perfect timing that everybody's going to be moving and it might not be what, what you're used to, but you have to make it work because obviously you have to sync them up in order for them to count. So just a little bit of a learning curve um, going from trying to do, trying to learn the movements and then trying to sync them with other people. Yeah. It's funny. I, I talked to Brandon Swan and he was talking about when they did a team and this was before it was back to the affiliate cup. So they had the super teams that they would record a metronome like ticking and then every athlete on the team would, that's what they would work out to so that everybody would know the same pace. And they, they did that in like three different speeds. And then that's how they would communicate with each other when they couldn't work out together, like practice at fast practice at medium practice at slow. And that's how they did it. Have you ever heard of that before? I have seen it on some Olympic lifters pages before. I've never tried it for a CrossFit workout um, or like any gymnastics or anything, but I've definitely seen seen that kind of strategy practice for Olympic lifting, even just focusing on uh, tempo technique, using it for counts up and counts down and stuff like that for barbell lifting. So your team did really well. Um, I have here that they were 19th in North America. And they take the top 60? There, uh, I think we were 80. 30th in the world. Take the top 80, yeah, for North America. Sorry, yes. Yeah, top, they take the top 80 for semis. And you were 32nd in the world. 32nd. Yeah. And so do you know if the team leaderboard is, we're talking, it's April 22nd, I think. Mm -hmm. Do you know today if the leaderboard is final? Yeah, they came out with that, I think, last maybe Saturday or Sunday, we got word on their Twitter, at least that it was finalized today. We're actually supposed to find out where we go. So this afternoon, hopefully we'll know which semifinal we're going to. So are you hoping for granite or another location so that you can support each other? Uh, we're really hoping for, for granite games. It'd be nice because obviously there's a ton of people that we know from both gyms that would probably want to go support and it'd be easiest for them to get up there. But then also we're all in one spot so we can kind of get um, everybody crowd together and get a nice little 
chase section. It'd just be fun for, for the gyms also to be able to send some people to watch and stuff. So. And it's closer to us, and he's going there. So I think it'd be awesome to get to compete at the same competition at that level with him. So Yeah, it'd be, uh, it'd be a little bit like the old regionals days in terms of, like, you know, you got some kilo individuals and some kilo a kilo team going there, and then you know, get a – get a bunch of people from the gym to come and support and hang out. And remember in 2018, we had two individuals and two teams and that was just a ton of fun and a great experience. So yeah, really hoping that she gets to go to Granite games and really as long as they go anywhere, except for Atlas, I think yeah, yeah. he'll be okay with that. Save some money on travel too and yeah. places to stay and stuff. So. Okay. So I got to ask, what's the name of the dog? His name is Dudley. Dudley. Yeah. Yes. And he is a? He's a bulldog. You got an American bulldog. Nice. Perfect gym a, dog. Yeah, he's got like separation anxiety. Never, He's never too far away. Yeah. <laughs> nice, nice and close to you. Yeah, I, uh, we love dogs on this, on this show. We all have them and, uh, and we love, we love to highlight them whenever we can. <laughs> so, now that now that you're both trying to make the games and you're both competing, how does living together help with the nutrition and the sleep when you and your partner are both trying to achieve the same goal? Yeah, it definitely helps when your goals are aligned. So you don't have, you know, one person who wants to go out on a Friday or Saturday, another person, you know, needs to stay home and sleep or you know, neither one of us are like wanting to stay up late watching Netflix. We're both disciplined about going to work, training, recovering, getting our dinner in, and then getting to bed. So it's a little bit easier when both of us are, you know, have the same things we want to accomplish. But uh, those other parts of it that make it more difficult, like uh, <laughs> like um, or just finding time to you know get groceries or you know prep, and both of us are training. You know, like a lot of times uh, when one partner training for the games then the other one will kind of take those duties but um you know we both kind of have to share that load still and it, it can be hard at times just we're, we're both just so busy with work and training and all the things that we do it <clears throat> but um you know just have to stay disciplined with your time and keep on working all throughout the day and get everything done i think also right now we both realize that this is the time to like put our heads down and go and so we're not really worrying about like, oh, are we able to go out to dinner this night? Or, hey, we haven't been able to go, you know, see a bunch of friends or something. So I think we're both just focused on trying to get to that, that next level that it's, it's a uh, mutual agreement that we don't really need to uh, do all that stuff right now. We can just focus on this. And then when we get the time, we'll get the time. But it's just kind of both. We both have that goal so high right now. So. Yeah, my, my best friends are my gym friends anyway. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, you see them all the time. Yeah, exactly. Um, wow. So, so it's, it's, sorry. I'm, I just, I really have so many questions. They're floating through my mind like crazy. Um, so the games are, so the, the games are coming up. What is the goal for the team? Like are, at 19, you have a realistic shot at making the games. Yeah. Yeah, we do. Um, I think as a team, our goal is obviously to go to the games. Um, 
we're training as hard as we possibly can to be in that top five at whatever semifinal we get sent to. Um, I know personally, I have some weaknesses that I have got to work on and it's not an option and I have been working on them, but um, I'd say that I would like to just not, you know, let that down. Um, I don't want to get to a competition and have a movement that just plays with me mentally or physically. I mean, either way, like, even if I know I can do it, I just don't want it to be something that I question at all because then I'll hesitate, you know, starting or uh, being confident going at the pace we're going at. So um, I know I've got to dial in on those weaknesses. And I think that if, if I can do that, if we can all just kind of uh, continue to train as hard as we have been and push each other, I think we'll, we'll achieve it just fine. So from a mindset point of view, I find when I do team competitions that I push outside my comfort zone all the time. And as an individual athlete, that's one of the hardest things to do is to push past that, that pain threshold or, or whatever it is. Do you feel going on the team is making you a better athlete? Oh, for sure. 100%. Um, there's just something like you have people right next to you that are ready to pick up the next implement or ready to go on to the next movement. And so you're like, Hey, I have no option. Like we've got to go. But individually, like you can you can be like, okay, that dumbbell is still going to be there in five seconds if I step back and take a breath or that, that pull-up bar is still going to be there. Um, so yeah, as a team, it's just like, Hey, these guys are ready to go. So you've got to get your hands on that worm and you've got to pick it up because they're ready and they're waiting. So it definitely pushes me outside my comfort zone. And then I've noticed when I've done individual workouts by myself, I've been able to kind of find that place a little bit easier than, than I used to. I used to, you know, all right, let's step back. You can breathe for a second. Nobody's Nobody's here telling me to keep going. You can breathe for a second. Um, but yeah, the team I feel like has made me fitter with a team, but also individually when I've had training, had workouts to do without synchronization and stuff like that. So, yeah, I've found the only time I ever throw up after a workout is when I go team. It's been pretty close a few times. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I had a spot out behind the gym that I ran to. <laughs> it was my little spot, but, um, but yeah, and I had a teammate, she's a co-host of mine on here usually, uh, that she'd be one of those people, hey, let's do all the workouts in one day. <laughs> and then, you know, after throwing up three times, you know, <laughs> I'm like, okay, can we finish now? But, and that brings me to you, Colton. You, you were a very high level wrestler as well. And way back in the early days of this podcast, we had Chris Spieler on. And he talked about how being a wrestler allows you to learn how to embrace pain because you're in positions that are not comfortable. How yeah. does that translate for you being a high level wrestler to now being a CrossFitter? Can you embrace that or not necessarily embrace it, but be comfortable in it? Yeah, in, in wrestling, you know, it's um, a unique thing about the sport is that um, wrestlers kind of, it's like they take pride in being the most miserable person in the room, like through their weight cuts or through their training. I mean, <clears throat> you know, like uh, in high school when I was competing, you know, I'd get up really early, I'd uh, prep my food for the day, head to the gym, do you know, strength and conditioning, go to school all day. And then go to you know your two-hour practice after that, and then come home do your homework, eat what little bit you could, then just go straight off to bed. And um, it's it's a lot of uh, it's a lot of kind of struggle and a lot of 
I don't know, misery, but, you know, wrestlers take a lot of pride in that. Um, just kind of a cultural thing within that community. And that translates really well to CrossFit because, you know, you're going on like day four of a really hard training period or whatever, you know, four days straight and you're tired, you're sore and you're not motivated. And, you know, you know, you have a bunch of workouts to do that day and, you know, you have to hit them with intensity. Um, but, you know, being able to shift your mindset from rather than feeling sorry for yourself, kind of embracing that and, uh, you know, finding strength in it. You know, um, one of the things I found when weight cutting is that if you once you start to feel sorry for yourself, things go downhill really quickly. So you just can't, you can't adopt that mindset and you just have to, you know, find a way to get it done. And um, yeah, you really do, do have to embrace the suck. You know, it's something that people say a lot, but um, wrestlers are usually pretty good at it. And it can definitely help you go a long way in this sport. And Ali, you ran cross country. Yep. So... So as an endurance athlete, there's always a point you have to push through during that run. Mm -hmm. And what I find as a runner, like you have nothing else to think about except for what you're doing in that moment. Like when you're playing soccer, there's action going on in the field, on the field that kind of distracts you from whatever you're in. But when you're running, it's just you and your feet. Mm -hmm. Do you think that helps you during CrossFit? I'd say to an extent, um, it helps me. Uh, I at least am able to kind of continue that steady pace. I think that um, mentally, it's a, it helps me, yeah, push to that next next movement a little bit quicker. Um, I think that in cross country, you kind of find that point where you could settle in a little bit. And in CrossFit, I find it's a little bit harder to do that. You kind of just have to keep going. Um, whereas cross country, it's like you know run past for the beginning of it and then you find that pace to settle in for a majority of the race before you obviously have to sprint the end but um in crossfit it's like you're probably not going to settle settle in too well um you're just going to kind of keep moving but i definitely think that cross country helped me to to keep to learn to keep moving i just have to learn to do it on a little bit faster pace now yeah i think uh something that i've gotten a lot, a lot better at since training with the team is uh definitely pacing um you know a lot of workouts before that she would uh Kind of go out really fast and then wait till she gets tired that's, and then that's what i'm talking about most of the time. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah she's definitely gotten better at uh you know going out and saying okay this is a pace that i can probably maintain it's a hard pace but i think i can maintain it for the entire workout and then you know hammering down at the end rather than uh you know coming out really hot and then just trying to hang on yeah definitely used to go out way too hot and then almost not even be able to finish the workout or if it was i was doing a lot of standing around so Something I had to kind of uh, reverse gears a little bit and and learn how to go out of pace that fresh might not feel as bad, but knowing that 15 minutes into the workout it's gonna it's gonna get rough and you're gonna be able to still hold on to it. Yeah, I haven't figured that out at all. Um, and I even and I'll tell myself before I start a workout like do not go out hot, and then the the three two one happens and I don't know where that went, but it just leaves me automatic response go so you talked about having very busy days and that you're you're both working so colton are you still working on the farm yeah still working on the farm taking care of the pigs uh starting to get into some grain stuff right now as we enter planting season <clears throat> um yeah i've actually we're working on a project right now um building something for the gym it'll be pretty cool once we get it done uh, I feel like I had some inside information and decided I needed a, a uh, new piece of equipment 
repair it. So that's in the works right now. It's been taking up a few hours each day, but it's almost done. So after that, I'll get get back in a little more, <clears throat> a little bit better sleep schedule. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, did I did I see an arc welder? Yeah, I've been doing some welding, getting getting something put together right now. It's almost done. Awesome. And Allie, what do you do for a living? Uh, I've worked at Ivy um, since I was 16. Stuck with that job, so I'm full-time manager there. And it's, yeah, it's not not super hard, but it's something to do. And it takes it definitely takes up some time. So finding time to train. Sometimes I'm, I work morning. Sometimes I work evening. Right now I'm on the evening stretch. So um, driving up to Iowa City in the mornings. And then vice versa, if I work mornings, I'll drive up there in the afternoon. So, uh, yeah, just trying to fit that in with um, kind of these crazy hours that I get to do. Um, yeah, it's been a learning curve, but we're, we're getting there. No, no different than schooling, so. Right. So are there any aspirations to go individual once you put in your time with the team? Um, right now, no, I'm enjoying it. I guess the only thing would be if uh, next year there wasn't an opportunity to be on a team then if I wanted to continue to compete, I'd have to go individual, obviously. Um, but right now I, I enjoy the team aspect so much and I feel like I am growing so much from it because they're pushing me outside of my comfort zone. Um, and it's helping me build confidence in, in movements and in myself that I haven't had before. I used to kind of talk myself out of uh, lifts or talk myself out of, you know, trying to hit this, this set on a movement rather than breaking it up and stuff like that. So. Um, right now I'm, I'm pretty happy where I am and I feel like it's just helping me get a lot better, a lot quicker than if I were to try to go on my own, just cause I've always been in team sports. So like internal motivation is a lot, a lot less, uh, there than it is with Colton. So it's like, team yeah. Perfect. Has there ever been a married couple that both qualified for the games? I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Colton, dating couple <laughs> that ever qualified for the games. Um, I think Lauren Fisher and uh, maybe her. Yeah, I'm not. Sure. I'm not sure. I bet there might have been, but I'm. Yeah, Rasmus yeah. and. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but Rasmus were they team? Yeah, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I think they were on a team by the time they were dating. Yeah, they might have been. Yeah, <clears throat> our gym owners uh, from Sierra Falls they went on a, a team for several years. Armin and Sarah. Yeah, they're married. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and I know Dex Hopkins and his wife Marilyn made the games in 17, I think, on a team together. But I don't know of any, like, both two individuals. And maybe that's, maybe it's that the demand to make the games can only go to one or the other. <laughs> yeah, it is definitely hard. Um, just because, I mean, we are so, so busy. I mean, we really don't have any free time. And then it also takes, uh, a certain individual to be in a relationship like that, um, you know, they can't be, I guess, high maintenance, so they're just not going to work out. Um, I mean, like with my schedule, you know, like I don't have time to go out to eat all the time or, you know, go out all the time for dates and stuff like that. But Allie's been very understanding of that from the from the beginning, and now she doesn't have time to do that either. Yeah. So, <laughs> I'm just not right. As well. I think that was that was the biggest learning curve going from being kind of his like assistant or like just helping him, you know help him film videos, help him uh, pack for, for uh, competition out of town um, and being like his assistant in, in that way or like kind of like managing a little bit. 
um, to going, now I'm not able to help as much with it because I've got a lot of training to do as well. So it's kind of been a learning curve there um, just because I, I don't want to, I don't want to put more stress on him for his season either. So it's, it's been, we've both definitely had to step into some new shoes recently, but it's been good. I think mm. we've handled it pretty well. So. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you look at someone like Matt Fraser who talks about all the things that Sammy did for him, like to do all that, Sam, there's no way Sammy could compete. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Def he definitely um, had a, a good team around him to help him with a lot of stuff. Not a lot of people have those opportunities. Yeah. Well, it sounds like you guys have a great gym that supports you. Yeah. Um, with Kilo and Kilo 2. Um, I mean, you're lucky to have that. Not And not every place has that to support uh, their athletes. Yeah, they're, they're definitely a big help. They've always been there for us. And, you know, everybody from – the owners to the coaches, you know, Armin, Sarah, Travis, Megan, Kate, everyone from, you know, Kilo and now Kilo too, as I'm, I'm getting more into that community as well. And uh, yeah, they definitely always have been there for us. I mean, even from like fundraising to help pay for semis and games and stuff like that. Um, yeah, they've helped a lot there. And I remember like my first, it was either my first or second summer uh, coming back home from school while I was uh, going to school in Sierra Falls I think Armin gave me a rower to use for that summer. Otherwise, I didn't have you know any cardio equipment to use. Um, so they've always been there to help me with all kinds of stuff like that. That's great. So you're headed to Granite this year, back mm -hmm. to the scene of the crime. Yep. Uh, where you qualified last year. Last year you took fifth. Mm -hmm. Do you have any any goals to to finish higher than that, or are you just good with top five? No, I want to win. I want to win, um, you know, I want to do well in every event. And, um, you know, there's, there's, I don't know, eight guys there that have qualified for the games before. So it's a pretty good field. Um, there's maybe not as much depth outside of that. Um, you know, you can look at that one of, and look at that two different ways. You can look at it and say, you know, you really got to be, top 10 in pretty much every event and have some, some good ones to qualify and you can't really have any any holes in your game because those other seven guys are going to be really consistent. There's probably not going to be many events where they get beat by a lot of other athletes. So if you have a poor event, that's really going to really gonna hurt you. So, you know, obviously I don't plan to have any 20ths or 18ths like I did last year. Um, you can also look at it like, you know, it's uh, – I've really just got to stay. It's going to be a little bit easier maybe to stay in the top 10 in each event because um, there's not as much depth maybe as there was last year outside of those top eight to where maybe you have a little bit uh, an event that's maybe a little bit of a weakness. Maybe you can sneak in ninth, 10th, or 11th and then hammer the ones that you're good at. And, you know, that's what I plan to do. And, you know, if my weaknesses are still um, – at the point to where I have a 20th place finish, whatever, and keeps me out of the games, and I don't deserve to go, and it's just what it is. So that's a very blunt way to put it. Um, the other thing I would say is I think Granite Games of all the semis last year was the biggest surprise of people that nobody had heard of that performed at a very high level. And I think that people need to be – careful because with covid there are people that haven't been able to work out in gyms for a couple of years and you're going to see people that you never knew their names before pop up on the leaderboard 
Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> last year, I guess the two that come to mind right away, like uh, Taylor Self and me. Last year, I think we were pretty unknown before the season started, but... um. Well, we knew you, yeah, was, but... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I was fifth, and Taylor was seventh, and, you know, Taylor's made a lot of improvements as well. I think he's going to uh, one of the events in Knoxville, and he's probably, he's got a good shot to qualify there, and then, you know, we Granite Games also got a lot of those big names as, as well this year with, you know, Fikowski and Chandler and Sam Quant, um, Travis Mayer, and... Uh, Tim Paulson, also some really good guys. You got some other up and comers, Phil Thune, and you got Mark on Jones. Mark on Jones been the games 2018, so it'll be a good field. And you know, also, like you said, there's probably some guys there that we don't know that well. There, it'll do well. Yeah, last year on the women's side, Ariel Lowen wins the Granite Games. Yeah. Nobody knew who she was, and finishes mm-hmm. 14th at the games. Yeah, that was really impressive. Definitely nobody saw that coming. Even Ariel, I think. No, <laughs> no. Caroline Connors came out of the Granite Games. You know, they're, and it's such a beautiful event. Like it is such a cool place to have a CrossFit event, totally outdoors in a beautiful stadium. I, I, I can't wait to go back. I'll be there this year to cheer you on. Um, but before we say goodbye, I want to talk about your shirts, the, the Mertens Mafia. Yeah. And then there's the farm raised and kilo trained. Mm-hmm. And they can get those at coltonmertens.com. Yep. Uh, Ali did all the designs for those. And then, yeah, I built the, I did the website and I uh, got together with a print on demand company. So now it's pretty hands off for us, but yeah, they're, I mean, they're, they're good quality. They're good shirts. And I think people have been enjoying them and yeah, we've got the Mertens mafia farm race, Kilo train is a never lay down one. I think uh, some people are a little bit scared to buy the never lay down one. Cause then they, can't they can't lay down after workouts when they're wearing that. I've heard that a few times, but yeah. And you even have Clydesdale sizes. We got all sizes. Try to yeah, we want to just we try to put it on a bunch of different colors, and we've got a tri blend and um, I guess in regular, just using the you know some people like the tri blend, some people like the regular, and then it also gives us a lot more color options and different things like that. So then, you know, people just kind of can pick and choose whatever they're, whatever they like best. So I want to finish up with, we, we partnered with fantasy fitnessing. They are part of our podcast network now, and they have a database of every event finish from every competition from 2016 forward. So they run numbers for us. And I like to just throw some numbers out to see if you as the athlete knew this about yourself. So first, did you know you're one of five guys to have a top 10 finish in the open over the last five years? No, I guess I didn't, uh, I guess I didn't look at it that closely, but yeah, I usually do pretty well in the final week when we get some, some brushers and chest bars in there. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, you finished, you've had a top 10 finish in the lat in all of the last five years and only five people have ever done that. Yeah, there we go. I didn't know that. And then you have six event wins at major competitions. Do you know what they are? <laughs> a lot of fancy and pushups. <laughs> you saw you almost all involved fancy and pushups. Um, <clears throat> yeah. Thr- thrusters, fancy and pushups are usually been pretty good. And, I know I had a had a couple at Rogue, and they went online uh, that year. Um, so 
Yeah. So yeah, you had two at Rogue, event one and event seven. Mm-hmm. Nineteen Granite Games. Yeah. The Bear Press. Yeah, sand, sandbag squad, sandbag carry, and I think stroke handstand push-ups is that one. Uh, 21 Granite Games, Thruster Run 2.0. Mm-hmm. 21 Granite Games, so close but so far away. Yeah, that was at the Torque yeah, Sled. Torque sled. <clears throat> and the 22 Wadapalooza Celebrate 10. Yeah. Yeah, we're squatting in... Uh, Handstand push-ups usually pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> so, what are you hoping to see at Granite Games? <laughs> well, obviously, I hope we get some handstand push-ups in there. <laughs> I hope we get, hope we get some squatting in there. Um, looking at their their website, I was going through their website just to, I was trying to find their past workouts, um, just to do some of them because they do, they tend to do a good bit of repeats, um, <clears throat> like the thruster run, obviously, and it's pretty, I feel like it's pretty common that they repeat at least one workout. They don't usually do the exact same thing, but it's usually just slightly different. Like I think the, the thruster run before that was with a barbell and then on an air runner. Um, <clears throat> yeah, they, they do have some tendencies. I was scrolling through there. I was looking at their sponsor, came across their sponsors, and I saw that Flip Sled is sponsoring them. So I'm expecting, I don't know if we're going to do a push, because I know you can put the skis on there and push it. But um, yeah, they had that at Waterpalooza and Obviously, the same company, um, Loud and Live, puts on Waterpalooza as a granite game, so I'm expecting to see something with that there. I'm expecting we'll see a long event because they, they caught a lot of flack for not having something really long last year. And then, um, yeah, I think I hope for some handsome push-ups, some burpees, some squatting. I hope we squat a lot. That'd be fun. <laughs> um, I wouldn't mind another heavy snatch. I feel like I've gotten so much stronger on that lift. Um, yeah, I think, I think I'll be ready for whatever it is, you know, just, I wouldn't mind just a complete redo of last year, just, um, to see how things go on like that wall ball event. I really want to redo, I hope they do a version of that one again in the future, <clears throat> just to see how that goes. And also obviously the last event I got 12th on, so that's something I want to get, want to, would like to do again and get better at. Um, yeah, I think it'll be a pretty balanced program. They usually lean a little bit more towards the power output sometimes, but um, we'll see. I'm excited for whatever they, whatever they bring. What do you think the impact of CrossFit programming two of the events is? I wish they would program all of them actually, because <clears throat> I mean, whether people want to admit it or not, certain events have programming biases. Um, you can see it in the Mac. You can see it in Granite Games. What? Waterpalooza, whatever. I mean, there's always program programming biases. I feel like it exaggerates a little bit more <clears throat> when you have these different semis. And um, I feel like they kind of get to where they want to one up each other. Like, oh, we've got the hardest workouts. We've got the heaviest workouts. And I feel like if CrossFit just kind of went and programmed the whole thing, then you wouldn't see as much of that. And um, I think the season is meant to be laid out to where they have a vision for each stage. But, you know, I'm glad the CrossFit program, a couple of them. Um, but also it's going to kind of suck because those are probably going to come out. I don't know, maybe they might come out a week before, week one, and on week three, so I'm going to have to practice them for four weeks, which um, that's never fun. But, <clears throat> yeah, I do, and I'm, I'm glad that CrossFit's leaning towards getting more involved with it. 
Well, I want to thank you guys for jumping on with me. Allie, um, hopefully you get Granite Games today. Yeah. Um, I'd, I'd love it if you shot me a DM just to let me know where you end up. Yeah. Um, and we'll try to add it to the, to the broadcast when we put this out live. Okay. Um, and you guys are awesome. Uh, so much fun to hang out with you guys for the hour. Thank you. Yeah, thanks, thanks for having us on. It was good to talk to you again. Yeah, that's the honor. Yeah, and we'll see you at the semifinals. For sure. Yeah, for sure. Thank you for joining us on the Clydesdale Fitness and Friends podcast. Remember, you can find us now on YouTube as well as all major podcast platforms. Please go ahead and hit that subscribe button on whatever platform you use and consider giving us a five-star rating. Thank you so much for joining us, and we'll see you next time on the Clydesdale Fitness and Friends.